Many people do not yet realize that by 2027, Tesla could have sales and profits from its full self-driving that might add $80 billion per year in software recurring revenue. This amount, shockingly, will already match what Amazon is getting from its AWS division, but with four times the income. Currently, AWS has become 70% of Amazon's profit. This means the Amazon share price is about four times more with AWS than it would have been without it. Imagine then what full self-driving might do to Tesla's share price. Today's guest recently wrote a research paper comparing the Amazon AWS tipping point with Tesla's FSD. Brian Wang is a featurist thought leader and a popular science blogger with 1 million readers per month. His blog, nextbigfuture.com, is ranked number one science news blog. Welcome, Brian. I've had you on a few times already. Thank you again for joining me. Great to be here, Herbert. Thank you so much. So this caught my eye when you published this paper. You did a comparison of the Amazon's AWS tipping point with mm -hmm. uh, what what could happen with FSD. So people are consider considering that. So explain to me what happened. Tell the audience what happened with um, you know AWS and what it is and how it impacted AWS, Amazon's business. So, so AWS is Amazon Web Services, which is the cloud computing that they do. So prior to AWS, um, Amazon was doing all the e-commerce um, stuff. You know, selling all the products online. And then around um, 2015, AWS started before that, you know, 2012, whatever. But then by 2015, um, there was an article which said that it was about 7% of revenue in 2015. Um, and it was, you know, starting to get more and more profitable, and it had um, faster growth than Amazon e-commerce business. And in the 2015 article, they said they were at um, $5 billion of um of total revenue for uh, AWS and they were at about like just shy of 20% of um uh, for their for their margin you know um of how much income they were getting from that so just a little over a billion dollars then um and then the the stock um you know didn't over 10x from that point to where we are today and there was um um rapid growth of uh, cloud computing where that it is um, eighty billion dollars of of revenue um, per year for Amazon, and it is about twenty two billion dollars of net income, and that net income is seventy percent of how much they make. So um, they make probably like nine billion dollars from their e commerce, and then twenty two billion dollars from AWS. So it's a huge contributor, at least four times. Uh, more you know, just from a multiple against net income from that. But if it's growing faster than e-commerce, then it has more, even more of an effect uh, on their uh, share price. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for describing that. Walking us through memory lane. So as we know, AWS is a tremendous profit uh, uh, division for a contributor to Amazon. They had built it for themselves and then they decide to sell it. So this is completely different business, right? They weren't doing e-commerce anymore they're selling rent the renting space out on their server farms mm -hmm. and uh contribute so much that it was it is one of the main drivers for the share price to go up now what you're saying mm -hmm. is this is very analogous to tesla mm -hmm. and what might happen with their full self-driving software which by the way is mm -hmm. going to be almost all margin because it's software right and 
easily distributed. So you've calculated that, I think you'll share, walk me through this, but by 2027, and I think, mm -hmm. you know, let me share this uh, screen here. This is your, this is your last paragraph on your paper. Yep. Folks, if yep. you guys want to go down in detail of all the data, then you want to go to nextbigfuture.com and find this article. Basically, mm -hmm. you're saying, okay, by 2027, you'll walk me through the different uh, assumptions, uh, yeah. number of cars sold, FSD adoption rate, uh, mm -hmm. take rate for autopilot, so forth. That the last mm -hmm. two lines is the kicker, right? This would mm -hmm. be $80 billion per year in software. Tesla mm -hmm. would be matching the absolute revenue of AWS today. So just by 2027, yeah. we could match what AWS is contributing to Amazon today, and yet four times the income and so mm. now we're like going to say to Harris, scratch our heads going, what would that do to Tesla's stock price? Because right. it is not a car company anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, manufacturing big vehicles, the expensive factories. Mm -hmm. This is software play that could be equivalent to what AWS did. So any comments on that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I tried to, um, this was most inspired by the um, uh, Morgan Stanley um, 66 page um you know research note where they made tesla the top pick and they were saying that um uh, fsd uh, could add and and dojo could add 500 billion dollars of um share price um, um value to uh, tesla so i was just trying to back into well how many fsds you need to sell to, to get there and uh, how much are we selling now and then you know, what does that path to this additional uh, share price mean? Um, my, my calculations were that, um, you know, we are going to sell roughly 200,000 FSDs this year. Uh, and I don't differentiate between subscription versus um, full sale price. I'm going to assume that the market awards um, that in a roughly comparable way. Although I think they actually like subscription revenue more, even though it's less in, in the year. The fact that you're getting, you know, uh, 2,400 bucks a year for many, many years, they like that actually better than getting, you know, $12,000 uh, all up front. Um, but anyway, um, so I'm roughly calculating about 200,000 uh, sales of FSD this year. Plus there's also autopilot sales, which I think is more number of, of autopilot sales, you know, perhaps 400,000, 500,000, but um, at $4,000, $6,000, depending on where you are, what, what you're buying on that. Uh, so then, you know, I, I back that into a number for this year. For next year, I'm looking at maybe 500,000 sales. Again, it depends upon the uh, performance of how good the FSD is performing, you know, how much the attachment rate is. Also, another thing that would increase it is that the, um, you know, if we sell 1.8 million cars, we sell 200,000 FSD, that's only a little over 10%. It's because we get close to 20% uh, FSD sales in North America, but we have far less, almost nothing in China and far less in Europe, partially because the the, the buyers are, have uh, less income, um, they have less salary, but also because of the FSD not being adapted to, you know, driving in China, the data not being there, you know, the, the FSD programs being behind relative to the FSD programs in in the United States, but that is rapidly changing with the um, full end-to-end -end, uh, neural network approach that that could be um, uh, adopted um, 
get get the adoption rates far higher in um, China and, and Europe, perhaps getting closer to the adoption rates here. Um, so then that gets where I think you know the ballpark five hundred thousand uh, off of say three million car sales. Um, next year and then rolling out to 27 with the 10 million cars and then i go to the uh um and by the way that, that 500,000 sales i i think that that fully would support the um 500 billion dollar uh, addition to um tesla share price next year be justified based on a 50 times pe off of maybe 10 billion dollars of um, of income um and then in 2027 i say we go from you know, getting all parts of, of the world to at least 20% a better adoption rate and then going to perhaps 50% adoption rate. Um, that would then reduce how much extra you're getting from autopilot, but then that'd be the main thing. So 50% would be 5 million sales times um, uh, in the year. Um, plus it would be any from, from prior years of subscription, that kind of stuff. And then um, $12,000 uh, $12, of price so then you get to $60 billion and then I add another $20 billion for autopilot and for other um, FSD type dojo slash revenue to get to $80 billion. Hey there, thank you for joining me. If you can, please consider supporting this channel so I can keep it going. It's a lot of work arranging all these amazing interviews. One of the easiest ways is just to click that join button and become a member of the channel. Thank you very much. Let's get brighter. Okay. So a few things I want to ask you questions on that. So first of all, um, mm-hmm. so if you believe that FSD is going to work, then mm-hmm. you just said that when you calculate this out to 2027 and you mm-hmm. back, you do discounted cash flow to today, the stock mm-hmm. really should be, if you believe FSD is real and it's, it's going to happen, $500 billion worth market cap to Tesla today, which is equivalent to, you know, a little bit less than what it is now. So almost like a double. No, no, no. The five hundred billion dollars I say is justified by next year. I'm saying if you sell five hundred thousand um, FSDs in 2024 off of yeah. uh, three million cars, then you justify the the Morgan Stanley case um, next year. So you add five hundred billion dollars next, next year. Okay. year. In 2027, okay. if you're saying eighty billion dollars, and yeah. you multiply that by fifty, then you at four trillion dollars, and then you would <laughs> discount four trillion dollars. Into okay. this year, in, in four years, take twenty percent off it or whatever, twenty five percent off, thirty percent off it at three trillion dollars. So you would you know discount it to, to three trillion dollars today. It's worth three trillion today. Okay, right, right. Okay, that's three times the price or four times the price. Okay, and yeah. then the other thing is, um, you did say that uh, you know like it's 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 you have to you're assuming a fifty percent take rate of FSD mm-hmm. by twenty twenty seven. And right. you know, you and I can talk about it right now. How like how likely do we think that is? And so let me let me walk you through my thinking first. Okay. Sure. So number one, um, we we've all understood FSD version twelve is a really game changer. It's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the confidence is really high that it mm-hmm. has accelerated the uh, the ability to be at least one time safer than a human, very mm-hmm. likely two times, and then over time, especially with additional compute that's coming online next year it probably is going to get to the five times safer, 10 times safer than a human over time. Mm-hmm. Two, we know that Tesla has been hiring like crazy FSD testers, their own employees around the world. We have seen the job listings, every mm-hmm. country, China, mm-hmm. 
uh, there was news just today saying that China mm. is uh, got significant uh, progress in terms of po possibly releasing FSD in China very, mm. very shortly. And but every country has mm. FSD beta testers, so that's looking really good. Now, mm. uh, so the question for me, for you, to you is, uh, you seem to have just calculated the sale of the software, so FSD and autopilot revenue. It doesn't look like you've added RoboTaxi uh, mm. share. No. You know, so no, this is I just. The, this, the assumption here then is you're selling it to consumers who are still buying the cars, who are still buying the FSD uh, and autopilot revenue. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm assuming that you haven't launched a robotaxi network, not because I don't believe that they would. I, I believe that they would launch a robotaxi network, but I just wanted to extrapolate the uh, Morgan Stanley case from 2024 yeah. to 2027. So I just I kept it gotcha. simpler. Yeah. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, yeah, so the 50% take rate by 2027, I think that that's fair because, like you said, it's 20% now in the US. Yeah. Because it's not available globally, that's what brings it down to 10%. Once yeah. it's available globally, let's assume that everything's 20% today. Would it jump the 50% take rate by 2027, which is four years from now? You're giving tremendous, uh, you know, like you're, you're waiting for the car, the FSD, to get even better over time. It's, right. It sounds it sounds doable, yeah. Right. So so it gets better over time. So you know you said getting five times um, safer than human. So the way I, I see the case to fifty percent, one is just it feels better, right? That um, you know the nervous driver, it, it feels like you know you know driving with the regular person is like I'm driving with my teenage son beginner driver. I just I don't feel good about anymore. So just the feel <laughs> thing is different. The other factor is that uh, Tesla selling insurance. And um, right now, there's 50% yeah, you're at the average driver, right? The average driver who owns the vehicle. So that means half are better, half are worse at the 50% point, right? The half are worse are paying more for insurance, right? Because they're bad drivers. It's not like I'm saying something bad about them. Just statistically, statistically, mm -hmm. at 50%, half are, are below and half are above. And so the ones are below are having more accidents, uh, causing more damage, and are paying more for insurance. So if you get the insurance out to every state, you know, to every, every place, you can start bundling stuff and say, we know exactly how you drive. We can monitor it. And we say we will give you um, less um insurance costs, which in the United States can be quite high, you know, like, you know, uh, 200 to 400 bucks um, a month, 500 bucks a month. And especially if you're a bad driver. And we have this $200 subscription for FSD, and then we can bundle that together. We're basically by taking, reducing your insurance charge by a hundred bucks or 150 bucks, then it's actually like you're paying a hundred bucks to get the FSD. And so, um, that bundling insurance and FSD um, and, and monitoring to make sure you have it turned on means that you can make the driver safer and thus increase the adoption rate. So um, that's another way. I, one, just because it feels better and it, it, people like it more, you can get to a higher number. And then by saying, you know, you are financially, statistically a bad driver, turn this on by this thing, and then collectively you will pay not that much more, maybe even, it wouldn't make sense to, to say here, pay less you know, to do it. It would make sense to say, I will 
you know, make it more of a wash. Uh, and the fact that it's, it's a very, um, you know, good to use feature that people do buy cruise control and other things because it's more convenient, it's a better way to drive. So, um, better experience, um, not saving, not having that much more spend because your insurance goes down and then, yeah, so that's the case to get to 50. Okay. I love it. <laughs> that's the first time. That's the first time I've heard anybody bu uh, bundle insurance with FSD. Right. You've thought this through. Yeah, You've thought yeah. this through a little bit more. <laughs> right. Right. I like it. I like it a lot. Right. Um, yeah. Like I said, I think the assumption, so let me just share this again and just to run through the numbers again. So basically you said that by 2027, you're assuming 10 million new cars per year. Yeah. 2027. So we're at two now. Mm -hmm. Now people are concerned. How do you get from two to 10? Yeah. Um, without the new giga factories, I'm just expanding the current ones. There's going to be probably, you know, giga Texas expanding, giga Berlin is expanding. So that's two new giga factories. That's 4 million more. Um, yeah. Yeah. 4 million plus two, six. So we need 10, we need um, 4 million, which means two giga factories need to be built. Mm -hmm. um, in a year or two mm -hmm. that happened soon. Okay. So that 10 million cars by 2027, you got the FSE mm -hmm. adoption rate to 50, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. This would generate 5 million of FSD sales in 2020 million, 2027. Yeah. And yeah. then you, because you're selling more FSD, the autopilot share will drop to 20, 20, 30, to by 20 to 30%. Mm -hmm. Now this is going to generate 80 billion per year in software FSD plus autopilot. Mm -hmm. And that, is already going to match what auto AWS is today, but even four times revenue. So let's take a look right. at that. Um, can you tell me what this is? What's this table? This is the historical share price of Amazon from 2015 to 2021-ish. Um, it was... Um, Someone trying to say that a lot of this was because of Prime Day and other stuff like that. So you can ignore yeah. that thing. But basically, if you look at the beginning of the chart, you're looking at about like 250 bucks uh, or so in 2015. That's when the uh, AWS was at about 7% of um, revenues. And then it you know just starts taking off. So by uh, 2019, it um, hits about... Um, 2000 bucks. So it's gone up, um, about, uh, six, seven times. And then by 2021, it's up around 3,500 ish. So that's, it, it went up about like 14 times. So that's just showing the history of Amazon stock. Stock, Okay. And then yeah. this is the AWS component of it. And so, right. yeah, we, we right. all know we've, we've heard this, you know, lots of analysis have shown that, uh, certainly it's AWS that contributed the most to the stock share price. Right, right. Profit, yeah. Right, but in 2015, so it's, it's at um, well, 1.5 billion for the full year for net income. Yeah. And then by 2019, where it had achieved the 7X, um, it had gone up, uh, in share price, it had gone up by about um, six times here. Mm -hmm. So a bit, you know, pretty close to the tracking in terms of the share yeah. price with the growth of net income of the, yeah. um, of the cloud computing business. Okay. Yeah. So this is, uh, AWS and they mm -hmm. did this for about 10 years, 2013, 2023. Yeah. They're at 80 billion, mm -hmm. <laughs> 22 billion in profit. And you're saying that by 2027, which is literally just four years from now, yeah. uh, uh, FSD based on the assumptions we just got through, it could be $80 billion of revenue. 
And you said four times uh, the profit. Right, right. It, 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 not quite four times, you know, it'd be, yeah. you know, four, four times 20 million, something like that, you know, 10% off. I just, you know, about four times. Yeah, they, they, you're in that range. Because <laughs> it's like uh, almost profit. 100% profit because it's software. Almost 100% profit. That's right. That's right. I mean, there is going to be, just like AWS, though, there's hardware that they're renting mm -hmm. out. I mean, mm -hmm. but it is software. This is the software part of it. Uh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, what else can you share with us in terms of, um, like, you know, how likely are we to get to the, uh, so how many, so 50% take rate, how many, how many cars are you saying by that point would actually have FSD? Because today we have, what, 400,000 beta testers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm looking at um, another 100,000 uh, sales this year to so get end the year with about five, 500,000 uh, FSD. Next year, I think uh, another uh, half million. So a million after 2024. And then um, it, it should, so 2025, 2026, 27. So um sorry uh so it pretty much gonna go like one to get to one million at the end of next year close to two million the year after that uh 3.5 million um in 2026 and then begins to five million in uh, 2027 so it's it's gonna be um you know not um not quite doubling each year probably like a 70 80 percent um kager um is what we're looking at Okay. Yeah. So as they sell more cars, the mm -hmm. uptake of of uh, FSD should be more than twenty percent per year of all new cars sold, right? Right. The mm -hmm. the FSD the the number of cars increases and the number and the um, uh, quality the people choosing to buy it will increase because it will um, one go yeah. to the two other re around the rest of the world more, and then also it gets better to use and the more people choose to buy it. Right, right. So it's, it, this is this assumption is critical that FSD is offered outside of the U.S. in Canada right. right now. It's U.S. and Canada. I think they're going to release it in Australia soon. It's got to go to the big ones, the big markets. Got to go yeah, there. Europe, China, 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 Asia, Europe. It's got to go yeah. there. The thing about right. Europe, though, is like it's it's like you know like just it's not just one country. <laughs> Multiple, <laughs> you know, whether or not it can actually be, uh, you know, be able to address all the different nuances and driving. <clears throat> I, I didn't discuss, I've discussed this today with, with uh, Randy Kirk, but I wanted to discuss it with you, is that um, the whole FSD system, because it's all vision-based, yeah, right? Yeah. It can use any cameras, right? Yeah. So the cameras can be in different locations and stuff. And it would take like, you know, as the dojo gets better and better, it can train up faster, right? Yeah. So I get a new platform thing. So the highest value place to sell yeah. FSD outside of Tesla is for all semi trucks, diesel semi trucks, of which is 30 million vehicles. Because those vehicles cost um, $100,000 to $200,000 each, and they have this um, economic value, right? If Tesla sells a you know, $40,000 package, let's say a $20,000 package, cameras and FSD that go onto a um, a semi truck, right? I install it on there because it's twenty thousand dollars. I, I probably sell with subscription or something like that. Uh, if I sell a subscription, let's say it's five thousand dollars a year, five thousand dollars a year to replace the driver, 
right? So that is where, you know, they're paying, uh, you know, the fleet owner is paying um, $60,000 to $100,000 a year for the driver. And I can spend $5,000 per year to replace the driver. Um, and, um, and then um, also uh, increase the usage of the truck where I don't have the eight hour per per day thing of, of the driving, I can expand it out to like 20 hours something like that per day. So I get more utility of it and I'm replacing the driver and I, and it would be selling that to replace 30 million, uh, uh, the system into 30 million vehicles. So then that would give, you know, uh, just a matter of making the cameras, making the software and chips, these uh, hardware five systems, hardware four systems into tens of million of vehicles. So you can sell FSD beyond Tesla, one, you know, Ford and GM and whatever want to do it, but also doesn't have to just be electric cars because of these high value commercial vehicles that would super benefit from that. So the explosion of FSD, if you do that, means that instead yeah. of 5 million per year, I could be doing 20 or $40 million per year for these commercial licenses and for, um, before GM, Toyota, and everyone else. Well, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't buy it. Sorry. I mean, so first of all, yeah. there's just several leaps, 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 leaps of uh, assumptions there, I think. You know, so yeah. number one is, you know, would Tesla sell FSD to non-electric vehicle cars? Mm -hmm. Just, you know, retrofit an ICE SMI. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think so. I mean, okay. I've had this discussion with a number of people. I think most people agree with you that they mm. will. I just personally don't. Okay. I just don't think so. The second leap is you're saying that, well, now you're talking robotaxi. Now you're saying that the reason they're going to do it is you can replace a driver, which we just talked about. That's mm. a big, I will say that I completely agree with you that the very first approval will be semis driving on highways. Yep. And very specifically, you know, from this spot to this spot, but not beyond or before, right? Mm, right. That I agree. Like you can't go into cities, those kind of things, you know. That mm. was likely going to be the first approvals. In fact, mm -hmm. many cities are already talking about dedicated lanes on the highway for robo mm. trucks. trucks, right? Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with that part. I can see that bit. Um, uh, but, okay, so big of a leap. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't count on that, but I will say that you triggered an, uh, uh, something we didn't talk about yet, which we should, which is what could expand the FSD market as you've described it, which we haven't yet included in your model, is licensing from other car manufacturers. Yeah. So if FSD version 12 actually gets this good, and even if it's not ready for robo-taxi, could Ford and other car companies license it mm -hmm. just to resell the FSD to their customer base, uh, just mm -hmm. like the benefits now, that's very likely. That is very, right. very likely. Uh, very similar to the supercharger network where they're already going to put in the, the, the charging port. Mm -hmm. They can put in the, the basically, you know, retrofit it to the cameras and all that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that that is... Uh, and then you have to add in the sale of the actual uh, cameras and the computers just chipped and all that. I think that right. that part is uh, because I think you, you in the last um, tweet from Elon, he uh, Omar from Holmar's blog said, you know, even if you gave all the technology to Ford today, it would still take them 
uh, no, it, they still would not be able to catch up or something like that. And then um, mm -hmm. Elon rep uh, replied saying, mm -hmm. just them trying to retrofit the software and the hardware that they that that we you know uh, Elon uh, Tesla would give to them would take three years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so just to, to do that. So anyway, so what do you what do you think? I mean, yeah, the license. So part. so it um, would be. Um, faster to license some clean sheet vehicles, right? Because, um, you know, it takes them time to swap things in and out. Um, so they do launch new models, so they could do something potentially there. They would probably have to um, redo the um, hardware software backbone, not, not just the FSD part, but, you know, the, the in-car electronics and, and compute and, and the, the, um, the rest of that. So having it um, plug and play with, you know, if you just say I, I remove and, and I outsource all um, the electronic system to Tesla, um, where we do that, um, that could potentially be faster, but there's still issues in terms of like um, factory adjustments. If, at that point, you're like, Tesla should make the entire skateboard or something like that, or, or somehow be able to do that. But then you would need to launch a new factory, which could take, um, you know, you, you take one that's partially complete and then readjust it and stuff like that. So it's difficult to get it under a couple of years. Um, you know, it, it's just retrofitting something else or yeah. changing the factories. It's a, it's a tough thing. And then Tesla doesn't have the capacity to, well, you have to do a joint venture factory, but then it'd be like, how fast can Tesla throw up a factory yeah. one year in China under ideal conditions? Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to, for them to uh, partner in um, and say, okay, we'll pay for the factory so that you, our vehicle can come out of your place. Um, so it would have to be a, a complete switchover. So it's still yeah. Yeah, three years, two years at least. Okay, let's get back to a couple more questions on AWS. So you mm -hmm. titled your research paper, uh, yeah. the Amazon AWS Tipping Point mm -hmm. for Tesla's FSE. So when you say t uh, tipping point, mm -hmm. are you thinking, what's your guesstimate of how this would, now let's assume everything goes exactly the way we expect. FSD mm -hmm. version 12 starts showing signs that it's progressing really well. Mm -hmm. You start seeing FSD take rate. There's no robotaxi required. You're just seeing FSD take rate going up and for the reasons you mentioned is there a tipping point is there a moment when investors specifically the tesla um, investors will go "Ooh, this we should double the is yeah. it just based on uh you know you have to wait till profit starts to grow to a certain level and then they go "Ooh, we should really double it now well that's that's the beauty of the um morgan stanley report because that was basically a shot over the bow to say hey pay attention to this thing this could be the the AWS thing so now uh, you know, the 10% jump in price, which to me said it was not priced in before, which I knew it wasn't, but you know, it, it shows, okay, when you do a mainstream uh, financial institution saying, okay, this thing is real, it's $500 million, blah, 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 that that 10% stock price jump was beginning of pricing in, beginning of pricing in that. So they're primed to now accept the tipping point. So now if you sell 500,000 next year, up from 200,000 this year, um, ideally, Tesla breaks it out as a, as a more line item stuff in, in their financial report to make it easier for the analysts to say, you know, just like um, um, AWS is broken out um, by um, 
by Amazon, right? So break it out, and it will be a significant number next year with 500,000. That would be six billion off that, a few more billion off of um, off of the uh, autopilot, uh, some dojo revenue. So that should be broken out because it, it's a significant factor. Like in terms of like justifying breaking it out, if you're saying that it's uh, ten a combined ten billion dollars of your uh, net income, and your income on cars goes from you know six billion here to ten billion, it's, it's half of of your um, net income. It should justify being broken out. The other thing would be if Tesla takes it all off beta, so that it's no longer um, deferred revenue, half deferred revenue. Then that also says I I, I no longer discount it for being deferred. It's like money coming in and net net income coming directly to the bottom line. So I see the tipping point in terms of like the analyst seeing it is when it's in your face, another line item, it's in your face being um, equal to or, or, or within 50% of um, auto, uh, other auto uh, net income. Um, and, and yeah, so those like three things, so yeah, off beta, um, um, a, a significant chunk of net income, which, you know, if we're correct, it, it would be next year and um, breaking it out on the annual reports. Because then how can I be an analyst of Tesla if I'm ignoring entire sections of their annual yeah. report? I love it. Okay. Thank you for, you've thought this through. Man. Great answer. Yeah. So we know that, uh, you know, Zach Kirkhorn had said that uh, they're going to break out the energy likely by Q3, Q4 this year. So we're mm -hmm. going to have that being presented. Then we know that uh, Elon has said that FSD 12, when that's rolled out, it's likely not going to be having a beta label anymore. And mm -hmm. we're hearing that from uh, Ashok uh, uh, Alaswamy, who's the director of autopilot, he had said that this uh, version 12 might get into customers' hands by the end of this year. And then we've heard them say that it's uh, already in shadow mode. It's mm -hmm. many cars already have shadow mode and probably wide release shadow mode uh, within mm -hmm. a couple of weeks. And so things are moving very fast. Um, right. And so by January of next year, it's likely that, you know, I mean, let's assume January, February, March next year, FSD 12 is now widely available. Um, if there is a significant increase, just in, in, like you said, smoothness of drive, feeling safer, more people would buy it than mm -hmm. the 20%. Right. And it's now going to be released. There's news that it's going to be released in China like, mm -hmm. imminently, like next right. month. Right. And so by, by January, it likely would already be released in China. So we're going to see increase just by that alone from the 10% mm -hmm. globally to 20%, and then it'll start to grow. Mm -hmm. right. So this is right. all good. I can see that. I like that you did this. I like that you did not um, have to, because I think the robo-taxi, it's where people get, like, you know, they're shaking their heads. They can't uh, understand it. It's too complicated. But you just mm -hmm. straight, let's just focus on FSD and autopilot. Assume because robotaxi comes, all this is going to go nutty anyways. Right. But let's assume no robotaxi. And yet right. it's, you said, $3 trillion is what it's worth today. So Right, right. Yeah, so so I think by that uh, example, if we know that the Doja stuff gets faster and faster, it's, it's all nets, you know, it should be, you know, middle of next year, you know, um, end of Q2, sometime Q3, yeah. that they should break it out 
as a line because it would be, you know, in terms of how much net income is is in there, you know, it, it goes to that materiality thing of like when you're over, you know, 10, 20 percent, something like that. It's like you have to um, mm-hmm. include it. You yeah. can't be like, um, you know, um, not small. Gary, yeah. yeah, it's not small. Yeah. It's not like Gary Black. I can just roll it into something else. I got I got to take it out. And then that will put the spotlight on it and say, OK, here it is. Uh, the, the downside to all this thing is, though, if there's a major stumble somewhere along the way, when it's right. now on its own. So right. then you have something where, OK, we did a, a double on the, on the stock price. If, you know, we, the Morgan Stanley thing has come through. Then if something went wrong, yeah. that that starts wagging the dog kind of thing. Right. But I think that's, you know, it's just like Amazon stocks will go up and down. It's just like. Yeah, that, well, Morgan happen. Stanley's report wasn't just FSD. Um, mm-hmm. They were also pricing in uh, Dojo as a service, right. software as a service, uh, selling Dojo as like it's not like Nvidia. They're not selling your chips. They're selling it's basically AWS. They're they're selling right. access to Dojo supercomputer and being able to use their algorithms for neural nets. But it's every company would actually you know they were talking about all these like five different industries could mm-hmm. very likely buy it. So autonomy is actually just one slice of revenue for all all this that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes to the, the point that you said that other companies are not ready. You know, just like the, the auto companies are not ready to, to take in FSD, but, you know, working perfectly right now, I need to try and incorporate it. They're not ready to do it. And so the other um, companies in other industries are not ready for automation. Just like um, Elon has his five steps of like, you know, get the um, um, uh, the requirements right, you know, eliminate steps, you know, and automation is the last step, right? The other company has to go through those four things and then automate the last step or, you know, somehow do this change of their company to get to the point where they can do some level of automation or, or, or accepting AI. You know, they have to... Mm. Um, Go on a bit of a journey, which can take time. Uh, there are clearly companies that would be ready. You know, AI companies, software companies, new yeah. startups. Those ones. Kind of- yeah, I mean, it, it's like right now you know that Nvidia is skyrocketing because the the demand for those chips is crazy. Right. Um, it, it, it's the same people who are trying okay. to rent those chips who say, well, right. instead of buying the chips, I will just rent out the space and the your yeah. chips and your space and your time on your computer. Yeah, and so there, you know, the demand is there. I'm not right. thinking that yeah. it would need to be internal. Okay, right. so the, another topic that I want to get your thoughts on is, um, you know, this whole uh, this roller coaster that we've been going through with Giga Mexico and this mm-hmm. uh, the two vehicles that are being made on the next gen platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've learned now from the Walter Isaacson book that there's going to be two uh, vehicles, which we knew, uh, Robo Taxi and the Gen 2 car, the compact car. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. you know, we heard the story about how Elon said, uh, you know, I think we should just build the RoboTaxi version. And then the other executives at Tesla said, no, we need to do it. And that's what they ended up doing too. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the new news we found was we've, we were all very concerned that Giga Mexico was delayed. It's since May, June, March, April, May. It's supposed to launch in June. It's now September. Mm-hmm. And they still haven't even occurred the permits. Now... Mm-hmm. The news is that Elon decided in May mm-hmm. that they're they're going to start building the Gen Two platform in Giga Texas mm-hmm. because the employees are there. So it's possible that they're already building 
right uh the gen 2 platform anyway so my question for you is uh did you think about that which is you know by next year mm -hmm. by okay let's give it two years mm. um there's going to be cybertruck there's going to be the gen 2 car uh, mm -hmm. that's sold to consumers mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, that's part of your 10 million uh, yeah 10 million of sales by 2027 uh, but what what are, what other things did you think about of the robo taxi car even? Um, yeah, so so um, the projecting out how many vehicles uh, is made um, for me it's uh, one big factor is um, how good how, how quickly can they do the unboxed process? So you know where they you know make the um, you know, are they going to be able to make the Gen 2 in Austin with the unbox process where the new lines are <clears throat> having the um, components that have been in the frame, you make the six or seven components uh, separately, potentially with Tesla bots, and then snap them together. There was the nice video of how things nicely all snap together in the current vehicle. So if you know, it's just like all these things with, with um, Tesla and Elon is that if they do this other amazing thing, then you get this multiplier effect. If you can do the unbox process and get Tesla bots going, then the speed of growth of how many vehicles you can make can suddenly uh, double, double over what it would have been the, the next year. Because one, all the half the human staff, if you replace half of them with Tesla bot, Mean that can open up new factories that have trained people to flood into a gigafactory to have full lines because I took half the people uh, in in Austin and, and Shanghai and Fremont and replaced them with Tesla bots so then they can all uh, go to uh, Giga Mexico or something like that or a second um, complete factory in around Shanghai or other stuff like that that the growth rate becomes bigger, you know, it's not instantaneous. It takes a year or two, but it's something where um, instead of saying, okay, I go 50%, 50% in two years or 50% in three, over three years, then I can go 50, 50, and then 200%, you know, for, for, for two or three years as I um, have the stuff going. So that makes it difficult to do the longer term thing. For me, you know, I'm saying like, if those things, big things happen, if, you know, 4680. So there's several huge levers that if they finally happen, the uh, that to the moon growth rate starts happening. So I'm, me as, as a test investor and, and you as well is like, we're waiting for those shoes to finally drop and things to snap together where, okay, 4680 is in volume. Don't, don't have to worry about battery supply for real. Like not just making too many cars, but making 10 million, 20 million cars and, you know, terawatt hours of storage it's like when they say not a supply constrained it's supply constrained for 50 percent growth per year but not for 200 percent growth per year it's like right. i want those constraints completely off um so that goes to uh, so then i but the projection is okay let's do one part of the picture and then and then hopefully these other things pan out and they'll be even better um, yeah, so that goes to how I view, you know, 10 million cars, 20 million cars is that, um, 
Tesla can go next level on many things where basically we can toss older conservative projections away and we do far, far better. And I'm, I want to see that for FSD. I want to see that for Tesla bought in the factories. You know, I want, you know, so, so that goes to the fact that if it all, the, you know, five or six major things happen, then the company is 10, 20 X and whatever, and, and things are just, you know, gone, gone nutty, which is, um, but there's so many things about the Tesla story where it's like, and then robotaxi happens and things have gone nutty. And <laughs> Tesla bought has, has happened and things have gone nutty, right? And that goes to you know, the Elon thing of like, you know, uh, things that are, have gone weird and, and gone weird fast or whatever, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for today. Uh, yeah. What I liked what you did, and we can ask the audience if they think that you were conservative or not, but certainly you didn't include Robotaxi, which is great. Mm-hmm. You said twenty. You said ten million of cars by twenty twenty seven. I think mm-hmm. there could be some people that would debate that. Fifty percent mm-hmm. take rate of FSD. Some people mm-hmm. might debate that. But yeah. just using FSD autonomy, if these numbers pan out, you're going to get to eighty billion dollars of revenue, which is what AWS is already. And right. I like that data point. I love that you did that because we know that AWS was a significant multiplier to the Tesla stock and or the Amazon stock, and yeah. you said. That it was four times. Yeah. Like if you take out AWS from Amazon, the stock price would be one fourth of what it is today. That's right. But then you also said, but the the income would not the revenue might be eighty billion, but the income to Tesla is three or four times three times larger than Amazon. Yeah, the twenty income. billion. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so theoretically, if this works out. Just the FSD yeah. sales, just FSD sales, not robotaxi to consumers. 50% of pe- everybody who buys a Tesla and decides to pay for this. Mm-hmm. That could be. And that, now you, you held this, the, the FSD price at 15 or 12? Did I you- yep, held it 12. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't adjust it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because there's this discussion of they might lower it to increase take rate. They might raise it to because Can't it predict gets better. It. Yeah. 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 You can do a sensitivity analysis where, you know, stuff happens but it's like too many guesses with that but you can just do like a high medium low and just say okay maybe this and that you can pop it out a year 2027 2028 you know there's ways to make it more conservative yeah okay thank you brian i, I liked it i thought it was conservative and i appreciated yeah. you comparing it to aws and then you also very nicely um explained which i agree everything you said about the potential tipping point of what right. needs to happen is very likely to happen by maybe mm. in the first quarter of next year yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. That was Thank fun. You. Thank you. Appreciate you.